Hello and welcome to Scania Today's Let's Talk AI podcast, where you can hear from AI researchers about what's actually going on with AI and what is just clickbait headlines. I am Andre Krenkov, a third-year PhD student at the Stanford Vision and Learning Lab. I focus mostly on learning algorithms for robotic manipulation in my research. And with me is my co-host... I'm Sharon, a third-year PhD student in the Machine Learning Group, working with Andrew Ng. I do research on generative models, improving generalization of neural networks, and applying machine learning to tackling the climate crisis. And this week, we are going to sort of continue on conversations we've had last week uh, on the theme of facial recognition. So there was a giant Newsweek Last week with IBM, Microsoft, and Amazon all announcing that they will not sell facial recognition technology to a police. And there's actually not too much news uh, that deviates from that since then. And so we're going to be discussing some more stories related to that, starting with uh, the story, the two-year fight to stop Amazon from selling facial recognition to a police by the technology review. So as a summary of this article, uh, many, many stories, uh, first of all, in the last few months have covered the use of facial recognition uh, by law enforcement. And it's definitely been very troubling and actually exacerbated by the growing list of companies uh, that are offering these services to the police as well as others. In 2018, uh, the article says, quote, nearly 70 civil rights and research organizations wrote a letter to Jeff Bezos demanding that Amazon stop providing face recognition technology to governments. So these companies were also presented with the results of a 2018 project called Gender Shades, which uh, looked at AI bias in gender classification tasks. And recent moves by IBM, Microsoft, and Amazon have responded to such concerns to varying degrees at long last, (laughs) two years later. Uh, So IBM, for one, has stopped developing facial recognition technology. Microsoft has pledged to stop until regulations are put in place. And Amazon has placed a one-year moratorium on police use of its recognition system, which is their facial recognition system. And facial recognition systems suffer from pretty terrible bias. So in a gender classification task, IBM system performed 34.4% worse at classifying dark-skinned women than light-skinned men. But even accurate facial recognition systems could be deployed in dangerous ways. Uh, Thus, the vocal arguments we've seen for banning and both regulating facial recognition technology as opposed to merely improving it before its eventual use. And there's definitely been mixed optimism about whether companies like Amazon will stay committed to their acts like this moratorium. Uh, As a result, there's a lot of support for regulation and regulation fast. Exactly. So this article, I think, is a pretty nice summary of the road to these events. And uh, it showcases that it really does require researchers and also normal people putting pressure on these companies and uh, looking and scrutinizing these technologies so that over time, these decisions can be made and these moves can happen. Uh, one interesting thing noted by the article is that uh, there's been various uh, our actions uh, leading up to this. So, for instance, uh, after J- Gender Shades, the project was published, IBM was one of the first companies that reached out to researchers to figure out how it could fix its bias problem. 
Uh, whereas, uh, on the other hand, Amazon, when the Gender Shades project encompassed its product and showed that it had this very b- bad bias, pretty much did not uh, seem to work with the activists and uh, was pretty un, uh, unsupportive of the conclusions. So it's important to be to continue being skeptical and uh, having uh, support for activists who are looking into this. Uh, a member of the ACLU actually said, the cynical part of me says Amazon is going to wait until the protests die down, until the national conversation shifts to something else in order to revert to its prior position, which is that of using facial recognition technology and selling that to the police. Uh, So this is probably ever important for activists and researchers to push regulation uh, moving forward. Yeah, and I I don't know about you, Sharon. I think uh, as I've been learning and hearing this news and so on, especially as an AI researcher, I feel more and more that, you know, if I can support these movements, uh, you know, if only by signing petitions or keeping up with possible legislation, I think this is one topic I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on and probably trying to weigh in on and yeah, try to push for more uh, regulation to be passed because it's about time. Yes. I definitely think it's extremely important. It makes me think back to what PJ Reddy did, uh, the author of YOLO, um, stepping back and away from doing computer vision, research uh, because he saw his systems being used for for ill and uh, his systems are powering some of these technologies and I can see why he uh, why he chose that path right so it's it's cool to see that there are these other AI researchers who are also activists and have been pushing these companies and I, I think they're hopefully will be a point of inspiration for the broader AI community now that uh, their actions have resulted in this large shift with these companies complying. And uh, on that topic, we can move to our next piece, which is actually written by one of these activists. So this was on Medium and was uh, by Jom Bulamwini and also more broadly by members of the Algorithmic Justice League. And it is titled IBM leads more should follow racial justice requires algorithmic justice. So this is broadly the algorithmic justice league's response to last week's events and commenting on, uh, sort of their view on the announcements and what the future, how we should uh, see things moving forward. So the systems that were reviewed in these studies, uh, which included those from IBM, Microsoft, and Amazon, uh, were indeed found to perform worse on darker faces than lighter faces in general, worse on female faces than male faces, and uh, the absolute worst on darker female faces. And this highlights the often unseen yet pretty critical implications of that intersectionality. Uh, yeah, so that's one point uh, pointed out in the article. And uh, beyond that, there's also, yeah, as as the title implies, a call for uh, more support of uh, racial justice as well as algorithmic justice. So it states that uh, to bolster public affirmations that Black Lives Matter, 
companies also need to commit resources to make that statement a reality. And it calls uh, more specifically on tech companies that sub substantially profit from AI, starting with IBM, to commit at least $1 million each towards advancing racial justice in the tech industry. And specifically, they uh, have a safe face pledge, and they're calling on these uh, companies to become signatories on this. And this is a mechanism that they developed uh, to make essentially public commitments uh, towards mitigating the abuse of, of this technology. Yeah, so uh, I think this is a quite a good read. It's also pretty short. So if you have the time, I would recommend you look it up. Again, it's titled IBM Leads More Should Follow. And... Uh, yeah, like the title says, it's, it's really about kind of next steps and continuing on this path of algorithmic justice and racial justice and um, offering some very concrete steps for these large companies to continue uh, taking action and not just sort of, you know, saying some nice statements and then not doing much more. And with that, uh, our last article uh, is called Amazon Can't Make Facial Recognition Go Away. And at a high level, this article is getting at, even though oh, maybe we're setting a moratorium on, on facial recognition technology or curbing it in some way, uh, we probably still need regulation uh, to make sure that it's used effectively because we can't make it go away completely. The technology is there. So essentially, even the uh, best efforts, the article says, of three big companies can't stop the technology spread or misuse. Uh, licensing agreements might allow police departments to use parts of this technology, even if they can't use specific algorithms. So, And there are also plenty of other purveyors, such as Clearview AI that we've talked about before, as well as Palantir, and they're available to essentially fill this void now that these three big companies have uh, stepped away for at least a year. Uh, and uh, interestingly, also this article notes that uh, in, from a legal perspective, back in 2005, Congress adopted the Real ID Act to address the problem that 9-11 attacks exposed, which was that most of the terrorists involved had acquired fake IDs. So that legislation actually required officials to verify individuals only have one license that uh, entails collecting biometric data and sharing among different state and federal agencies. That biometric data includes possibly uh, facial photos. So it's legally a little bit tricky, and uh, the Real ID Act in particular makes it kind of hard to legislate facial recognition, is the article this case is making. And so I suppose. Um, my takeaway is it's a little, it's kind of complicated and uh, hopefully following up on these announcements from the companies, we can start looking at particular legislation and, uh, you know, action from politicians we can fight for. Right. I agree. Uh, I think there's always this tricky line or trade-off between security and privacy uh, and that with, let's say, a benevolent uh, purely benevolent uh, government uh, that uses facial recognition technology only for good, then then in that case, it's great. It can help 
increase safety, you can do all these great things. But the problem is uh, we're imperfect, we're human, and we're in charge of this technology. And this technology is trained on data that is produced by humans and it's also used by humans. And so, um, yeah, it's it's this fine line uh, of, of what's appropriate. Definitely. Uh, I've, it also kind of brings to mind uh, some stories we heard before of Clever AI shares technology, uh, not of the government necessarily, but also with just companies and just individuals that were favorable to the company. So I think that's a case where we can pretty, uh, pretty clearly state that there should be legislation forbidding companies from just allowing or making an app that anyone can download to then recognize anyone else with just a photo of their face. That's a good starting point, at least. And then from there, it'll be a tricky, but I think a necessary question of how we can restrict the government's use of facial recognition while still allowing it for cases of security where we might want it. I definitely see this being analogous to, or at least parallel to, uh, the issues with eugenics in the past, or at least gene editing, and what that would mean for society, um, and the regulations that have gone into uh, genetics in general, uh, and that they are very important in terms of how we move forward uh, as a society to do something good. And yes, it does cause a lot of extra, maybe approval layers and all that stuff um, and limitations, but uh, I think overall it's it's worth it so that we don't completely degrade and degenerate into something uh, that we that we really fear yeah i guess it's it's inevitable with the development of any technology that we need to reckon of how it's being used and its applications and uh with ai it's actually maybe past time to do that given that companies like clever ui are already selling technology to large uh, groups of people and organizations so uh, as we get a clearer picture and uh, sort of get an understanding of it uh, hopefully over the next few years we'll finally start to stabilize and uh, understand how to control the situation while still getting the benefits of the technology agreed uh and with that Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Skynet Today's Let's Talk AI podcast. You can find the articles we discussed here today and subscribe to our weekly newsletter with similar ones at skynettoday.com. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to leave us a rating if you like the show. Be sure to tune in next week. week.